0: Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Father, we bless you. We magnify you this morning. We give you honor. We give you praise. We glorify your holy name this morning, my Father, my God. You remain to be I am that I am in our lives. In everything we do, we exalt you we magnify you. Please just give thanks God. Just one minute give thanks to God and tell God thank you Lord for everything that you are doing. Thank you Lord for wondrous works you have done this week. We bless you that we are seeing the year to its end and we have enjoyed to full of its restoration. Indeed you are a God who says the truth. Your word has never lied in the name of Jesus Christ. Is someone praying? Just pray a few minutes by the Spirit as He guides you in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe and trust Him to do might works this morning. And if you have prayed with me, say Amen. John, John, John 6. John 6, before you sit, please. John 6 and verse 63. John 6 and verse 63. I'm here to give you a few points before a prophet comes in. John 6 and verse 63, it says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The Bible says, The fresh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I repeat the second remaining verse that we just just in The second half, it says, The words I speak unto you are spirit and are life. Are you there? Can wave to me if you can see me. I have not seen some people here for a very long time. You can wave at your neighbor too. Greet them this morning, tell them shalom. And please you may take your seats. My word this morning before the prophet comes in. I give it a title says, Embrace the truth. Embrace the truth. Embrace the truth. Thank you, worshipers. Sorry, I never recognized you. But I humble to what you're doing, the great works you're doing. Embrace the truth. What is truth? Now, Jesus is speaking this verse and is telling us that uh, it is the spirit that quickeneth. He says, The flesh profiteth nothing. He says, The words that I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. So, if you are a business person, you will understand that every product you make, there has to come a promise with it, so that the customers can buy your product. If you produce a product that does not have a promise to your customers, it may be difficult for your customers to buy your product. Why? Because they do not, you should give them a reason as to why they should buy your product. Now, Jesus brought a product and he says that if you listen to me and my words, he says that they will give you a spirit and number two they will give you life now if let's say you make up a product business people are you here that if you have a product and you gave it all to its customers and you tell the customers that this kind of product if you drink it it will quench your thirst do you know that even if it has sugar as long as you promise the customer that there's a uh, there's a good promise behind the the, the drinking of, the, of that juice or whatever it can be, the customer will now take the product in response to what you just told him. Now, Jesus is telling us something that if we believe in his words, he says that the words that he is going to speak to us, they shall give us life. I want to shock you Genesis chapter 2 Genesis chapter 2 we shall read verse 9 When God created the earth and the heavens now the Bible says that God in the beginning he created the earth and the heavens. But the statement there is he created the heavens and the earth. It means that the heavens were created first before the earth. Okay? So if you look at the whole genealogy of God and all he's doing, you will never find a statement where God created angels. It is embedded in that scripture that God created the heavens, the heavens and the earth. So it means the earth came after the heavens were made. Now, When Jesus was praying, he says, let your will be done on earth as it is. It it means there is something that is happening to heaven that is not happening to earth. Why? Because the heavens were created first. So it means we have to find the expression of the heavens in earth. So that's why the heavens were created first. And now, if you see uh, when the Garden of Eden was made and was created for, it was there already. But the Bible says in the east of of Eden, because Eden was a place. Now, in the east of Eden, that's where God now went and planted that garden that we see. It means when Eden was there, if you look at Ezekiel, the occupant that was there was Satan. Now, Satan used to communicate to God. Are you here? Are you listening? Satan used to communicate to God when he was called Lucifer and he was communicating to him through a powerful tool called knowledge. So if you look at the uh, at the Garden of Eden, you will find that there are two trees at, at the middle of Eden. The Bible says that in the middle of the Garden of Eden, uh, there was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So it means, number one, there was a tree of life and number two, there was a tree of the knowledge of God and evil. Are you here? Are you here? Are you following this? So the devil used to communicate to God. Before he was devil, now it was Lucifer. So he was used to communicate to God through knowledge. So if now what is knowledge? Knowledge is light. When you go to if you tell angels to describe God, they will describe God using the light they see from the throne. Why? Because that's what they're used to. So, light is what? Light, light is knowledge. So, in heaven, everyone survives by the knowledge he knows of God. So, the extent to which Father you know about God, that's the extent to which you become larger. Watch this. I want to tell you why now we need life. Okay? So, when the devil now kept knowing God and all these things, the Bible says that that knowledge that was good, because you see, The tree, it was of the knowledge of good, but with good, came bad. Now, every knowledge, every knowledge has two sides. It has a good side and a bad side. The extent to which you know so much of things, it makes it to be good and to some point it makes it to be bad. Take an example. You go in an, an Instagram, uh, whatever it is, social media, and now you find someone... You, you know these stories that people sit, eh? So you find someone uh, trying to take a video with that, with that uh, sitting sitting in a toilet, and there's a snake inside. If you have that kind of toilet at your home, the first thing in the morning that you'll do before you do... Even, even, even if it was just some scam in the, in the media, do you know that that knowledge will now make you be uh, be cautious every time you go there and it's, it, it it may look like every day you have to check it you see now every day if, 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 we, if you if you go if you get a knowledge of something that is caution to you every day you will start now putting precaution against that thing Now that's a good thing because that's give, it gives you precaution but do you know if you don't find it there, the snake is not there. The second, the first, the second. Do you know you will be promising yourself that now I'm I'm safe. You will now be thinking that I'm I'm doing it all right because now the snake is not in my toilet. Now that is bad because now you start popping up yourself. Now you think that now you have managed it. Now that's the bad side of knowledge. So the devil now knew about God to an extent. Now he thought that himself can become God. So, when now God wanted to create a man because we were not the first occupant on earth too, because there were people on earth. We know the the story, right? That men were there, but now God decided to create a man in his own image. It means that there were people that were not in God's image. Now, when he created this man he wanted this man now to interact through another system that is not knowledge. He wanted to create this system called life. So, the life that we were living with God, that is what God wanted us to know. All he wanted us to know about, uh, uh, about was only him. And God now decided that he could be coming to visit Adam every day. Something that he never did with Satan because with Satan you're just communicating through a tree. Do you notice that every, uh, when the devil was coming to tempt, to tempt uh, Adam and Eve, do you know he told them that they, if they eat the, uh, the, the the fruit, something that could happen. That he gave them a promise too. Now you see that every time you if there's a product in front of you, whether good or bad, there must come a promise to it. He says that if you take this fruit, a promise to it will become like God. And now when they took the the fruit, do you notice the devil never took the fruit? And yet he knew what it does to man. Because himself used to communicate through that path. So he knows what exactly it can do. But God designed that we we, we should actually communicate with him through life. Now it, it means that we now got the knowledge that the devil has. That's why now God said that now you have the knowledge of good and bad. There are things that you may you may be believing in life and yet when you're reading your Bible one time, you find yourself that it's the same thing you've been believing all the time and yet the Bible now is confirming it. Because now life has its way of teaching you things about God. So, we entered into knowledge. When God created the... The first system, the system was that, with knowledge, it has to be someone to teach what to do. Because now he says it is the knowledge of good and evil. It means there is somebody that that has to be teaching you that this is right, this is wrong. But with life, there was no need of that. God designed that we just know Him, just know Him. Job, if you read Job uh, Job chapter eight, verse two, says there is a spirit in man, and that spirit gives them understanding. It means there's a spirit inside you that even if you may not be reading the Bible, as long as you operate with God, there's a spirit inside you that should be giving you understanding of things. And that's how God desired that, that we should be living all the time. But now, when the, uh, the uh, arrangement of knowledge came in, things changed. So now when we came to earth, we are interacting with two things. Number one, we are interacting with knowledge. And number two, we are interacting with life. And now if you know that if you have knowledge and you don't have life, it is nothing. And if you have life without knowledge, it's also nothing. So when Jesus came in, he now tells us how should we get life because it is something that we had missed for almost the whole ages. Now he says that every time we listen to him, the promise to eat is life. Are you here? Are you here? Are you flowing? Truth. The Bible says that knowledge is good. Wisdom is good. But it does not set someone free. It is only truth that sets you free. The devil uh, is being called a, a father of lies, not because of the things that he, he goes to people and tells them uh, that he's lying them, no. He comes up with facts. Do you know there's a difference between a fact and a truth? When we speak about truth, in its sense we are speaking about life. We are speaking about something that can quicken our spirits to something that is greater than, than us. If we, It is a fact that today you may be wearing specs. And it is a fact that you have an eyesight problem. But the truth is, Jesus healed all diseases. Now, the fact may look like it is not real. But the truth now comes in superiority of what you know about God. If it is true, The Bible says in, in Jeremiah says that the people who know their God, they shall do mighty exploits. So it means that the truth will come and work for you only if you have a knowledge of good about God. And the Bible says, do not call any man good. That means before God, we were not good before. Why? Because there are things that we did that were not good to God. He told Job that call no man good. But later he says that we have been made sons of righteousness and light. So, light. The Bible says that we are children of light, number one. Then number two, it says that we have been made light to the world. And what is light? Knowledge. Now you see that we, in our lives and in our Christianity, there should be a balance between your knowledge of God and the life that you live with God. Why? Because the two arrangements are in you and they are working in you. If they do not find an expression, one of them can corrupt you and you may think that you have got it all right. Embracing the truth. Embracing the truth entitles us to understand about what Jesus is saying in our lives and to understand all that he desires for us to do in bringing his kingdom, in bringing his glory, and bringing value to the church and to our personal lives. Truth is communicated only by two ways. Number one, By your knowledge of God. And how do we get knowledge of God? It's by the word of God. Now, do you know with knowledge, there has to be someone to tell you that this is right, this is wrong. The same Bible we have been reading all around. There are things that may seem like we know them, and yet we do not practice them. Why? Because someone has not told us that we should be practicing them. But with light, there is a way that the Holy Spirit, the Bible says the Holy Spirit now will teach you everything because now there's a spirit in you that gives you understanding. It says that he will teach you all things and remind you the things that Jesus said. It means now that you, at the point you're communicating and fellowshiping with the Holy Spirit, you're fellowshiping with a pathway called life. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? So, as you grow in knowledge, knowledge will give you capacity. The promise now to the knowledge will give you capacity and will give you growth. Knowledge always gives people a capacity and it gives them growth. The more you know, the more you grow. And the more you grow, the more you exploit. The Bible says that the people who know their God they shall do mighty exploits it means with everything in the kingdom of God there has to be a knowledge of it so if you know the knowledge of it number one it will give you capacity and number two you will find yourself growing with extent to that knowledge that you know then truth now gives you value truth gives you value are you here so you see that you need both of them and you need all of them for them to, to, to make you a proper Christian and to make you a proper person if you have to excel in life. He says that if you have value it means there is something about your knowledge that now has passed a level of growth and capacity. Now it's about what you believe that you can hold in this life. Now if you know the Bible says that what, what will profit a man that if he gains all the world and loses his own soul it means now the soul has no truth so the truth the truth inside the-, the soul of that person is what gives you the-, the profit and all that you want in this world let's see the promise of Jesus I'm just going to speak only that scripture and we're done I'm about to finish He says, verse 64, John 6, we said verse 63, when he was giving them a promise. And then he says in verse 64, but there are some of you that believe not. So it means that whatever God was speaking now, they did not believe it. Now, he says that for Jesus knew from the beginning who, who they were that not believed and who should have betrayed him. Now, he's telling us that Jesus himself never only came to die for us. He came to establish us and to, to, uh, to inform us about a pathway that was first designed for our lives called the pathway of life. So he knew everything from the beginning and yet he decided to come. Why? Because he wanted that the, the, the existence of life in us to be exact uh, existence that we lived with God. So he came to establish a pathway that was designed for us and we were not living in that in that path. So that's why Jesus came he did not only come to die, he did not only come to, to be crucified and, and rise again to give us a clarity of Christianity only, no? But also to give us, uh, to to uh, direct our path to a dimension that you were once supposed to live in. And he said, therefore, uh, and, and he said, therefore, I said unto me, that man that no man can come unto me except you were given to him by the Father. Now, in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve were told by the devil a few things, and they 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 decided that they will go their own way. There is something that happened. Do you know? I want to tell you something about truth. Very, very important. Let's go to Genesis chapter. Chapter 3. Verse 1. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. He says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any other beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. He said. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, has God said, Ye yeah, shall not eat of every tree of the garden? You see, now the devil is trying to, to tell the woman that as did God say this? Now, even him, he does not know what God said. Now he says, Now, the serpent was more crafty than any living creature in the field of which the Lord had, God had made, he said. And the serpent said to the woman, Can it really be that God has said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden. You see, what the settlement now the devil is saying, remember, God never told them that you shall not eat of any tree. He said that every tree you can eat, but there's a tree you should live out. But now when the devil came, he said, Can it be really that God has said you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? You see when we are in life and all that we are doing every time when a temptation or a struggle comes in our lives there is a way that we start asking if God had said it all since the beginning. If you had a successful career let's say for example, if you had a successful career and now it reaches a point where your career is at stake, now you will go to God and ask God, did you really bring me here to suffer? It is a nature of of we humans to ask God when things are not right. And we ask him in a way that it may look that all of it was bad and wrong. Did God say I come here? Did God say this? Did God say I go? Just because things are not happening, we go to God again and say, God, did you say this really? It's the same trick the devil knew. And he said, did God say you shall not eat of any tree? And the woman started explaining. He says, "We shall eat of, the, of all these trees." Verse two and verse three says, "But there is a tree that we should not touch, because we shall die." And the serpent said to the woman, "You shall not surely die." Where was the assurance that you could not die? Now the devil gave a promise. You see, the promise of God that was that if you eat this fruit, you will die. When the de- you see, every time a person comes with a bad promise and a, a, another person comes with a good promise, we always like good things. So we, we go to the good promise. If today we tell you that Coca-Cola has caffeine that could kill you and you see an advert of Coca-Cola telling you that you enjoy as you drink it, do you know that at the time you're taking it, you'll be thinking of the good promise and leave out the bad one? That's how we operate. That every time a person comes with a good promise, we shall go to the good promise and not uh, and not even think about the bad promise. When the devil came with the promise that you shall not surely die, what did, the, uh, what did, the, uh, uh, what did Eve do? He said, I, I will take it. If we shall not die, that's fine. And remember, even Eve never knew about, about the devil. But because a promise came to, to, to his life, to, to our life, he said, ah, let me allow it. God had said, and it's sure that it, they are going to die. But the voice they listened told them that they could not die. So it means the the promises God has given you, especially the conditioned ones. Do you know if there is if we do a fasting here, okay, and maybe we we tell we we say that the the fasting will be for 7 days and for these 7 days you only be eating at 6 now if it if you if you go and this is a very bad day you've been tired at work and now it is around 5 5:30 five and we say that we shall be opening at exact at 6 do you know now you can say ah, but we're about 5 minutes if somebody if if, if now somebody comes and say but, but there are remaining only five minutes. You can just take and everything is fine. By you have fasted the whole day. Now these 30 minutes cannot be nothing. The good promise out of that will make you live out the God's plan in your life. Every time uh, we go astray of the word and astray of the promises of God, as much as the surroundings may be promising you good things, we are getting astray from the truth that could set us free. Every, if, 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 if it is your practice every every month to, to give some amount to the church and one month you maybe at some point you had the chance and now th- something came up and you say ah, but I always give all these months not, let me not just give this one I'll give the next one you see the promise can be good and you may, it may be that that money you, you, you went and invested somewhere else but because now it is a covenant between you and God it may look like nothing but to God you have, uh, you have gone astray his ways Every time we want to to satisfy uh, ourselves with things that we want, we always give us good promises. We give, we even talk to ourselves that we want good promises out of of the things we are doing, even though they are bad. We promise ourselves good things. Women know this, and men too. That if you want to capture a nice lady, you have to go with the sweetest promises ever. A lady may survive by promises only. Only promises. Then the actions later, but the promise first. People always when they promise first before even they, they know what, what next after the promise. Even, do you know that if now we uh, the prophet of God comes and we prophesy, uh, 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 prophesy to our lives that one, two, three shall happen. Do you know the part that is conditioned we always leave out? We always go for the, the that that one thing that he said. Every time a, a prophet of God says, you shall get a job, for example. And now, it says, but, make sure you be paying your tithe. Do you know that if you don't pay your tithe, and you have the job, you say, by the way, I never paid my tithe, and nothing happened. You see? Because you think that the promise was only... You, you, sometimes it may look like when she's giving you another condition it is for her you see and you may think that maybe she's trying to, to keep me in church or what but you may not know that 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 the condition is what keeps you faithful to God the job may mean nothing now the job it comes through your knowledge but the condition now comes with life I hope you're following this Number, number three, as I finish, I want to speak more of value in relation to the truth. Now, truth will give you value. The Bible says that we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. It means every time we know the truth, there is a quality of truth that we now understand about God that we shall make us have Value in front of people and in front of everyone that sees us. The Bible says that if we embrace God and now we know about God, the Bible says that people shall come to our lives, shall come to to bless us. Now, we're speaking in Isaiah 60, verse 16. He says that people now shall come to bless us, you see, and nations will come to, to bless us. Why? Now we know about God. And now when you say that if you've embraced me, you shall become salts of the world. It means every time you embrace the truth, the truth will come with value. Now, every time you see people coming to you, it is because there is a uniqueness in your life that they want to have in your life. People will always come for what is unique in your life. The salt is an indication that you're valuable to that community, you're valuable to that family, you're valuable to everything. Sometimes... It may not be because of what you know, no? But because of what has been placed inside you. How is value created? Value is created by only practicing the word of God. If you practice it, every time you practice, every time you practice what we, we read, what we are taught, every time we practice it, now it adds value it adds value day to day and you may not be seeing it but people who are looking at you they see you changing embracing the truth every time you embrace the truth and now you practice it value will follow you what is value And why is value so important to a Christian? If it's tr- It is true that we have to to change our lives and change the world in general. It means people should not only be seeing what we are speaking, but should also see what we are speaking in our lives. If what we know is about God only, it is true that we shall do mighty exploits, but we shall not do trans- transformations. Transformations only come when people now see what you're speaking inside you. If it is true that we want to transform the world to be a better place for all people that we know, our families, everyone, it means what we practice as in our daily lives, being the word of God, placing ourselves to value, it means that we can do a mighty transformation in our communities, in our families, in our regions, and even our nations. So value is very important, that if you do not place your own... Do you know if you're a business person, I want to speak to business people because it is an evident example that I've seen. If we package a product, okay, if we package a product and we give it to somebody and and tell the person that it is bought for 100K, okay, do you know the person will not be looking at the product itself, but will be looking at the packaging? The product may be not so good, but the packaging itself may speak about the value of the product. So if you go and if 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 I give you just a bottle and tell that this is fifteen thousand, you may you you may say, by the way, it's just a bottle. But if I have to package it, no, it may be fifty thousand. Now, value is that package in your life. What you know about God may be inside you. What you want to preach, what you want to do, all that you want to do may be inside of you. But now your value becomes your packaging. Value. And what transforms people and brings people to your shop, it it is never about what you're selling. It is about the quality of your product, number one, and the value pressed to it. Those who are doing online business, they may, may post some, a T-shirt that is very nice and they may be writing there 20K and you go to another shop, they, they, it's 10K. The day that you go to a 10K and the, you take a shot, and maybe it may look bad, you now say, but things that are, are cheaper are never good. Let me go to the ones that are high because now you know the value and the quality in it is worth the price. So I, I encourage you this morning that every... the following the truth may be so hard because there are a lot of things and a lot of principles that we need to practice in our lives for them to be seen and manifested in our lives but do not stop practicing the truth and living the truth telling yourself truth is the first way you can heal in your life if it is true that there are things that have been happening in your life and all you do is keeping quiet they may kill you may die with them but when you speak yourself to the but I've done one, two, three, four, five. I want to change my ways to one, two, three. If you speak to yourself truth, it may give you freedom. Bible says if you know the truth, it's just that you.